you're listening to The Conscious Capitalist. Thank you for tuning in today. I'd like to, to thank you for, for tuning in and showing up today. I'd also like to thank my guest, Dr. Kassad Yahoo Zababel. Shalom. Professor of Finance and Economics at the City University of New York's Mega Evans College. Good brother that um, you may have uh, heard before on the show. Last time we talked about the Darty and uh, Ed L. Group uh, talking about how the myths of black capitalism, black economic development, or whatever. Um, it just seems that the black intelligentsia just can't seem to get their act together. There's another brother that came out. <laughs> I'll try uh, to do better. <laughs> no, no, you, you're fine, brother. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. It's, the, it's these other folks. They're writing stuff that just makes no sense. Well, I'm, let me not say that. There's a doctor, there's brother, Dr. Jared Ball, professor of communications studies at Morgan State University, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> did an article. Well, he didn't write the article. He was an interview for an article right now. I don't have the article with me. I just cut and pasted some of it. Oh, okay, my good brother has it on his, his phone. Yeah. I'm not that. I'm still kind of technically challenged. I don't know how to do that yet. But, 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 but it's about the, the, the trillion-dollar buying power of black folk. Correct. And basically, <clears throat> um, he says, the greatest misconception is that buying power means black people collectively actually have this kind of wealth or economic strength when, in fact, black people are economically no better off in relationship to the broader economy than was the case shortly after enslavement proper was ended in 1865. All okay. right. Now... <clears throat> Um, let's let's make some points and then we can debate them. All right, I'm, I'm ready um, to go in on both sides. All right, um, he says something about LeBron James, right? And that, and I yes. wanted to, to he speaks about LeBron James as a an example of somebody that many young people today look to as money, and they forget to consider who writes LeBron's checks. But does it matter who writes my check if my check that's written to me is twenty, thirty, forty million dollars? Right. As an individual, no. But but when there is an elite group that successfully successfully distracts an entire race of youth into aiming for LeBron and failing to ever consider his check writers, that's the success of the enemy. Well, I guess we have to um, really look at that and say, is it this? What did you call the people that write the checks? Uh, uh, an elite group. The elite group. Is it really this elite? I'm not going to put a color on them, but we know what color. Yeah, but is it really this elite group that has our young folks looking at LeBron? Or is it the culture that black folks have developed and um, kind of like, you know, structured that says that, hey, let's play ball versus let's become whatever? Before I answer it, I'm going to say either way, it's a successful distraction. The aim is not for... Well, what's the distraction from? Either way, it is a misdirection of energy to focus on becoming LeBron when everybody cannot be LeBron and to miss who writes LeBron's checks. Personally, I think that it would probably be the culture. Well, Frank, all right, so... All right, so that's another point we can talk to, but but I mean, he says a bunch of stuff. Poverty is a 
is an intended and necessary condition in a capitalist economy and is never the result of a group's collective mismanagement of funds or wealth. That's absolute pathetic BS. <laughs> so, Come on. So listen, Look, a lot of people listening right now, they haven't got a chance to read this article. Can you give a fair 60-second summary? where you don't go to only his bad points. You know what, good brother? I think that's probably left better to you. Because, <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to give the listeners uh, a uh, somewhat unbiased or an unbiased summary, and then we're going to go in on it, just so they know what we're talking about. Okay. Is the trillion-dollar black buying power a myth or reality? As uh, my brother here said, this is an interview. This article is not written by the professor. He is an interviewee in the article. Um, the article starts off by talking about this famous saying that blacks have a trillion dollars of buying power. Um, and he goes in to begin to, to talk about is this true or not. The first question, uh, what is the misconception about black buying power? And the professor goes on to explain why he sees this as a misconception because buying power and wealth are not the same thing. Uh, we're trying to summarize, not go through the whole article. Um, the, the professor takes a great effort to focus on the fact that this buying power catchphrase is actually, in his eyes, a marketing tool. It's a marketing tool to sell to certain dollars. And he wants to explain that it's a marketing tool and how it is being misused and how it could be properly used. For example, uh, the, the professor does say that Nelson and other uh, marketing data collectors could use this black buying power idea to properly advertise to customers uh, where, where they could spend and to properly let uh, businesses know where they could advertise. His main idea to conclude is that this buying power is not actually a form of wealth. But in reaching that conclusion, he makes a lot of points, um, Some, one of which, first of all, um, uh, what is it about communism and socialism that has attracted so much of the black intelligentsia, particularly the economists, black economists? Because they all seem like the, the Doherty at L group that we kind of discussed, their, their 10 myths last mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. um, they always see capitalism as the exploitative uh, economic system that is uh, the gives the white supremacy the birthright and Correct. you know all this other crap. Um, Some valid. Well, I don't know if we can say. Well, first, all right. So but let me do with your question. Your question is why do they seem to cast solutions or frame discussions around communism and redistribution of wealth and socialism? Right. M my opinion on why what you call the black intelligentsia does that is because they are very keen on the fact that there was an economy set up and developed for the express purpose of exploiting black labor. And in their minds, when this economy succeeded to grow and develop off of the base of exploiting black labor, you can't use that same system to create black wealth when it was intended to extract black labor. Was it intended to extract black labor or was it used to extract black labor? I guess the bottom line where I'm coming from is that it's an economic system. 
And when you look at it, capitalism versus communism versus socialism, as I understand it, capitalism is the private ownership of the means of production. Communism is the people own it. And then socialism is like the state owns it or whatever, right? Okay. Now, um, so you have basically it's an ownership issue that kind of distinguishes the, the two. All right. So I, no argument from me. Capitalism was, has been used to exploit people. Um, it was definitely. Let's not just say all capitalism, but let's say the New World, which is the Americas, Caribbean, North, and South America. These economies were developed by capitalists who were intending to extract black labor. Right. To develop their wealth. Slavery. And the black intelligentsia doesn't feel comfortable using that same system to now develop black wealth. But I guess the question becomes, the point, can, they, can, they, can they identify where socialism or communism has been used to develop wealth for anybody, whether it's black folks or, or anyone else? I, I don't think they can, okay. but I don't think that's their point. But that might not be their point. But Let me tell you goal. why they but, talk but about minute, capitalism, why they talk about um, communism. Because that's your question. Why do they keep on bringing up communism All right, so, or yeah. that type okay, of thing? Okay, communism, right. They recognize that wealth has been exploited, and their understanding is the has only— Has wealth been exploited, or has labor and the means of—the factors of production— Both, to be honest. Good point. <clears throat> okay. All right. Wealth um, in terms of the actual African continent, and labor in terms of the Africans brought okay. to this continent. Okay, okay, okay. And if that wealth is not redistributed, which is where this communist theme comes from and this— where has communists ever? Where, show me one country. One, I'm not saying it's been me, done. Show me the use of communism or socialism to where it ever redistributed anybody's wealth, except took the wealth from the country and put it into the hands of those in power. I mean, which I is give, exactly I what communism did. I give a few did. examples in antiquity, but well, I am going to co-sign with your point. <laughs> antiquity is <laughs> not happening right now, but this hasn't is, happened in the past two hundred years. You could even say 1,000, okay, 1,500 Okay, but I, I, look, all right, so I'm going to keep it simple. 200 years, all right? So so why are they going to that? That's what I'm saying. If their, they could their see. Their point is that without a re redistribution, which hasn't happened, but without a redistribution, there's no point in trying to have hope in the capitalist system. That's BS. That's absolute BS. Because, because we can point to examples of people um, of countries using capitalism to develop. As a matter of fact, you're 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 a finance guy, right? You like numbers. You okay. can okay. Let me ask you this, right? And it gets back to this, right? Now, this brother Ball, who talks about the the buying power, right? All right. So he says buying power is no power. I don't think he um, understands it as, he doesn't as concisely as he could let's have. Be, let's be real good, brother. You always try to find ways to help, you Listen, know. I'm trying to be nice. To yeah, I know, brother. This but, brother but don't know what he's talking about, right? Let's just say it. He don't know what he's talking about. There he's, are some things that he's off on, but he is correct financially. I'm, I'm, I, my PhD is in finance, so I'll speak to this point. Financially, how is he Buying correct? Buying power is not wealth. 
That is no, correct. Well, yeah, but 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 everybody in this brother know buying power ain't wealth because if it was, black people would be wealthy, right? Or let me now see, good brother. This we always come back to this when it so comes. So we can to agree these, on that. Yeah, but you know what, brother? Come on, don't, don't buying power don't, is on, not brother, wealth. Come on, brother, don't use that. There don't are enough that, people don't use that, that get Obi Wan Kenobi mind game thing there on enough me. Enough people brother, get tripped man. into <laughs> come on, because we have buying power. They start to think good we bro- have an good economy. Brother, good brother, good brother, good brother, good brother. <laughs> the problem we have with these black intelligentsias, right? I apologize. Uh, who, who? Well, no, you don't have to apologize. But the problem we have with these folks is that they always come at us with BS, right? They throw the BS at us, right? This brother is saying that buying power isn't wealth, which is it, correct. That's which is BS. correct. That is correct. But that's not but, BS. But that is not BS. Buying power is not wealth. But he also, in the context of this article, makes the point that therefore buying power is useless for black folk. And it, it has it. Well, it, that's overextending does, the logic. It does not logic. You found logic in what he said because I didn't find any logic. But anyway, he starts off logically. Yeah, but, buying but, power is not wealth. But but to say that buying but, power cannot do anything is that would be absurd. Overextending. Right. So now the logic. now I'd like you to to share with us. Right. I I want to get I'm, I need help with this. Right. Okay. So let's say we uh let's say we have black folk in America. Okay. Um, can we agree that they spend a trillion dollars? I don't know what that number is, to be honest. All right. Well, would you agree with the trillion sounds a little high, to be honest? But but, but, all right. So can we use can we use the consumer uh, expenditure survey estimate of let's say seven hundred and fifty billion? Sure. All right. So we will agree that black folks spend about seven hundred and fifty billion dollars. So there's there's fifty million black folk. Actually, that number is probably stale. It's probably closer to seventy million black folk now. So let's go 50 because the math is easier. 50 million. So each person, if they spend 100, that's 50 hundred million, which is 5 billion. So, yeah, and $100 is small. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, a 500 billion number. 500 billion? I'm going to say. Half a billion. All right. Half a half a. Half, half a trillion. Half a trillion. I'm sorry, okay. half a trillion. All right, so I'll, I'll go with 500 billion, even though I think it's close to the 750 billion. Sure, so we're in the same billion. ballpark. All now. right, so $500 billion. All right, so we have a group of people that spend $500 billion. All right, so can we say, can we say, okay, let's look at that $500 billion and see what it's spent on? So let's say 25 to 30%, let's say 25% is spent on food. Okay. That's a decent estimate for you? Yeah, sure. There's food, clothing, shelter, necessities that takes up a decent chunk. Although the clothing part, the way they do that is charted. All right. But, but, so, all right, let's say Even the food is not smart. Let's say 20% is food. Because the immigrants, they buy rice and beans in bulk. All right, but but good brother, While the stop. Negro man, but but brother man, we talking about Popeyes lining. <laughs> but, but brother man, pockets. See, see, this is this is what this is how these black intelligentsias get you all caught up. He he's not trying to follow my logic because he sees where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> so let it flow. So, so he's trying not to he's trying to. All right, so, yeah, so let's go with it. All right, so, so they're spending. So let's say they spend twenty percent on food, right? Okay. So so and let's say of that 20% spent on food, let's say 40% is food away from home and 60% is food at home. Sure. So so 60% of 20% would be 30%. 30%. All right. So 30% So there's some share of that 500 billion that's spent in supermarkets. Sure. All right. <clears throat> now, 
if if there were a black man or a group of black folks that owned a supermarket, well, first of all, can we can, let's get step back from here? Can we concede that for a, for a capitalist system to survive, the participants in that system have to make a profit? The owners of the system have to make a the profit. owners, right? Yeah. Have to make a profit. Now that's the point of capitalism: is owners creating wealth through the use and employment of capital. Okay, so so hence capitalism. Okay, thank you, good brother. So so we can say then that when people spend money, chances are they are creating wealth for the owners. For for the owners, but they are creating wealth for the owners who can only survive if they generate profit. So owners structure their operations to generate profit. So we have these black folks who spend a half a billion dollars, a half a trillion dollars, and we say that they spend a significant amount of that, maybe a hundred billion on food. Okay. And let's say maybe half of that on food at home, so in supermarkets. Right. So that would be about 50 billion. All right. So if a black group of black folk got together and created a chain of supermarkets that served black folks, right? Then and and black folks spent that fifty billion with this chain of black owned supermarkets, we could say then that this group, this chain of black owned supermarkets would, would would show us a couple of things. One is they would need employees right. so they could create jobs. All right. So a condition, and this probably gets to the second part of the conversation we'd like to have today, but if we had a code of behavior that said, in exchange for our support of your business, you agree to provide us jobs. Okay. All right. So this $50 billion chain of black supermarkets would generate jobs. Okay. All right. Now, let's say... Um, in supermarkets, and my numbers might be, let's say 15, 20% of sales would be for labor. Okay. All right. So 10% of 50 billion is 5 right. billion. So about 7.5 billion in labor costs if we say 15%. So, so all right. And then we could also say, so, so we're creating. Employment numbers, okay. Wages of seven and a half billion, okay. Okay. Um, supermarkets have really low margins, so the net profit um, on a dollar might be. I don't know if there's even ten percent, but whatever. Yeah, it but is. let's say three or four percent. Yeah. So that would be a hundred and something million, or thereabouts. You know, hey, look, we're I'm, I'm calculator dependent. So, but no, I'm following the logic. Right. The okay. numbers are not so, the, the so, important so, thing. The logic is what's important. Right. Here. So, so, so that that fifty billion in spending on food would generate some level of profit or wealth for the owners, right? It would also generate labor wages of about seven and a half billion. All right. So, if hypothetically, so so we could model what the spending black folks did in on food away from home, I mean food at home, we could model that to show the wages that that spending would generate, 
And if we did a median wage number or average wage number, we could calculate how many people those wages would uh, support, how many workers that would. Mm -hmm. We could show how much is spent on or how much of that dollar, that spending dollar, goes to profits for the owners. Let me talk about some of uh, the assumptions in this model that are important. So the model as we have it set up is you get black ownership for a supermarket in this example. And of course, and then based you on got, the black intelligentsia, black people can't own anything. Right? No, this oh. is a model. So okay. models, you can make your own assumptions. Okay. It's a black supermarket or a group of black supermarkets. Black people are spending a large chunk of that half a trillion or trillion dollars to the supermarket. The supermarket is generating profits. The supermarket is paying wages for black labor. Here's where things are going to get tense. The number of owners is small compared to the overall black population. What did the owners do with their profits? Well, um, we didn't get specifically into this, right? However, there is a code of conduct that we talked about, right? All right, now... <clears throat> That code of conduct can be founded on... Because we have wealthy black owners of things already. But, and that money does not help black people as But wait a, a minute. We have healthy owners of what? We have Oprah. We have Bob Johnson. But what do they own? Well, she owns her network. He, Bob Johnson sold what he owns. Yeah, but all right. So... so he he so, liquidated. So, so, but so, that, that money, those profits... The, the model started off with let's get black ownership, and now I'm giving you examples of black ownership doesn't but help. But then, I, no, but excuse me, good brother, you're taking my model, and you're taking my model and doing what you want. <laughs> Let me do to with the model, it, right? Because in order for you to make your point, black ownership before. For you to make your point, I'm trying to get you to uh, validate my model so I can okay, make let my me point. Hear the model. Let All me right, hear the model. so so we structured the model to show that if we took Black spending on food at home, we could create a $50 billion chain of uh, uh, supermarkets. Sure, right? with all the right. small ownership with, community. Well, all right, we didn't say small ownership. You said small ownership. I don't okay. say small ownership. I'm saying, like, so maybe maybe what they do is raise the capital to start this by offering black folks an opportunity, uh, opportunity to invest Okay, so it's business. a share. So, so maybe, ownership. maybe you know, it's not you know every black person not going to have ownership in this business, right. but you know it is. <clears throat> all right, now it's collectively so, owned. Right. So, okay. so we did that with the food. All right. Now, what else do black people spend money on? I mean, well, we're human, so yeah. So housing, so housing, right? Well, let's let's keep housing out for the moment because that's okay. a little more complicated, right? And, and, you know, admittedly, like 30, 40, maybe 50 percent of what people earn is spent on housing. So that's a significant share. Right. But it represents um, some issues that we'd have to filter through. I'm trying to find something the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to refute. Well, after you're done with food, you're going to get into. Apparel. You're going to get into apparel, and you're going to get into cultural consumption at this point. Well, what, well however, however right. you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. You're going to get into Gucci belts versus but, but, Levi's. But, but, but the, point of the, 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 point, the point is, right, the point of this model is that <clears throat> black spending power does create wealth for the owners, right? And if, All spending. It's not just black. But, I'm, but we're only talking about black spending right here, brother. You know, I mean, we're talking about black spending. But what we're trying to get for the audience is, is it possible to rechannel and refocus black spending 
in order to create black wealth. That's what we're trying to figure out, right? We we already showed that we could. The problem I don't know is if the, I've seen that. Well, the, well, the problem I've seen any no, group. No, here we go. Here we go. Here we use go. Use consumption to create wealth. Look, brother, if you consuming, why not why not have your group benefit from your consumption? I've seen people use investing to create wealth. I've never seen a group of people use consumption to create wealth. Brother, now you, now you, um, now you, uh, you like the other intellectuals. You, you, you playing word, Have word, you seen word that? games. Look, look, brother, what's the difference? Like somewhere, well, consumption in, and some, investing is pretty important to but, know the but, difference. But it's equal, right? Consumption I equal don't investment. Know that it's equal. I thought because that was I a dollar was of the, consumption creates no wealth. A dollar of investment creates wealth at the rate of return. Wait a minute. I'm not sure, brother. Let's slow this down, right? We just said that a dollar of consumption creates, creates no wealth for the consumer. Right, for the consumer. But see, the a dollar is, of investment creates is, wealth for the investor. The, uh, exactly. So basically now, so what we're trying to say is that what we need to do is get black folks to be more than just consumers and figure out how we can flip them into investors. To, if, to flip them now, into to investors. Now, to be an investor, you need to invest wealth to be a consumer you consume if black people have buying power and no wealth they can only be consumers right, so now and you're not investors back, now, now, now you're getting back into that black intelligentsia mind game set that we we always get into okay so now what you're going to say is like as the darty at al group says oh so that's the problem that's that's why we can't do anything because black people don't have wealth right but the reality is in the current environment right um as a result of the jobs act that was passed under the Obama administration, you no longer have to be an accredited investor to make investments in what some people call so-called risky assets. Oh, As I'm, a matter I'm not of fact, even picking on what the investment is. All I'm saying is consumption and investment are two different things. Right. But, but you're also trying to imply that because black folks have no wealth, they can't possibly become investors because to be an investor, you need wealth. And you're right. However, I'm trying to show the point that black folks do have enough income to make You're trying to an turn investment. buying power into wealth. No, what I'm trying to do is say that now that the rules for investing in so-called risky assets have been changed, right, now you can be an unaccredited investor and put in, I think, as much as 500 a year or up to 10% of your income into what are called risky investments. Right, and that's just talking about stock, corporate corporate investments. And there's many investments. There's bonds, there's real estate, but, yeah, there's but, businesses. But, but, but we're talking about we're talking about let's seeing if we could get a collective of black folks to say, hey, you know what? What's interesting about black folks is that you could probably reach 95% of them by part me having by having a barbecue? A, a, <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you going to say? By having a presence in the top 30, 40 markets. Yeah, talking All about right. U.S. cities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the question becomes, right, um, could we get enough of them to buy into this idea of, yeah, I'd like to own a piece of a grocery market, a grocery chain. So I will invest in that chain, and not only will I invest in that grocery chain, but I will also begin to buy my food from that grocery chain. I guess, you know, here, here we go. Here we go. And, you know, I know you can't speak for all the black intelligentsia, but you can help me understand this, right? Okay. Because the brother that we're talking about today, Ball, yes. offered no solutions. The Darty at Al people, 
you know, what solutions I heard. One of them, one of, one of the members of the group did the baby bond thing, which made no sense to me, right? In general, I'd have to agree with you that they're not providing solutions. They're critiquing proposed solutions. So you know what? It's always easy to shoot down what somebody else offered than it is to offer something to help people solve a problem. So my question is, what, what you know, what's their value? Well, I to think tell it, us that what we're trying to do won't work. So there's, there's well, how a much value is that? Thing, the man who is doing should never be told he cannot do by the man not doing. So why don't you put? Why don't you? Why don't you make a a, a Twitter a tweet on that and send it out to that to that crowd? Because I mean, it's, they need to hear that. Now, as as academicians, one thing that they can't resist is educating the public. On but misconceptions. Not but they're not educating nobody. The misconceptions, well, how are they educating us? They tell us the myths? So it's a, black people have for a lot of times heard that they have an extreme amount of buying power. We do. And many black people think that means that blacks have wealth and have an economy. No, I don't think that's what most blacks think. There's, there's enough black people to think that, that no, these academicians no. need to correct that misnomer. Well, you know what? Here's the issue. And I think it comes back to financial literacy. But, oh, financial literacy has no value. It's a myth, according to no, these I people. I wouldn't say that. I, don't, I haven't heard that. Well, that's what they said in that, that other article. It won't eliminate the gap like you know no well nothing but will eliminate has no value but exactly nothing will eliminate the gap and that's what they should have said in that article you know what these things will not eliminate the gap but they will and then show us what these things will do like financial literacy will will help us understand that what we spend is not wealth unless we're spending it with ourselves right buying a home well, won't eliminate spending the debt. is never wealth even if you spend with your own brother investing man. brother man and spending is not the same brother thing brother man we got that but if you spend, you and i got that our people but, don't got that we, well and we don't <laughs> they got think that spending and, and they don't and got investing that is the same. they don't got that because our black intelligentsia isn't doing the right thing let me break it down for the crowd see i'm talking to a, a fellow colleague in the ivory tower so you get these things but we have to consider our audience so let's just be clear when you spend a dollar you get a zero rate of return when you well, invest wait a minute wait a, dollar, a minute good brother wait a minute good brother the, let's, the let's, spender wait a minute good zero. brother wait a minute good brother see this is what this gets back to my my point i made to you about the, the i hope i'm not insulting your audience do they already know this <laughs> the irrat no the, the irrationality of financial theory right because i thought my my thing was that when we spend a dollar we do get a return it's not a monetary return on the dollar we the spend spender it's, it doesn't no we return. do we get the appreciation of spending that dollar so if i buy that pair of nikes right my self-esteem shoots up so I get a return oh, on well, my self-esteem. Well, if we're talking about emotional returns, then the well, floor is open and nothing's measurable. Well, all right. Let's just well, talk no, about monetary well, well, returns we can't now. Wait a minute. We can't say the return is immeasurable because we don't okay. know so whether Okay, so if you want to go down that route, then I can say black people are wealthy because they feel good about their Gucci belts. Well, hey. Now, the question is, is that you know, kind of... That's not where you're trying to go. No, but no. But that is a valid point. They feel wealthy because... They feel good about that Gucci belts. But now the question becomes, oh, but can, can that feeling of that Gucci belt pay you a job or pay you a salary or generate a return? So let's get back to your point. I okay. mean, this is conscious capital we're talking about here. So speaking of capital, if we want to uh, hone this model in into monetary returns, then we can say on a monetary level, 
the consumer does not receive a return from consuming his or her. Okay, dollar. so let me ask you this. <clears throat> let me ask you this. So for the us, investor, so us, so so basically, the point you're making is that a group of people who find themselves overwhelmingly consumers. If they Which are, has no monetary return on it. Right, no monetary return, right? That group, if their objective is to increase their wealth, what they need to do is invest. Rather in, than consume. They have to do both because you, you got you to gotta eat. Right, right. No, you gotta eat, right. It's not to so, say that you right. can cut your consumption to zero, right, right. but try to... You have to invest. Shift some of your consumption towards investment. But 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 for us to do what for us to achieve what we're trying to achieve, they have to invest in the assets that are satisfying their consumption. Because there are quite a few people, frankly, now. I mean, there are a lot of people out here that are suddenly getting getting into investments. They shun investing into black things. Like there's a group out of I forget what it might be out of Chicago somewhere. There's a group that's starting something called the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Right, <clears throat> they're trying to do raise fifty million to do some investing in cities to help mitigate gentrification. Great, great goal or whatever. A lot of black folks are saying, "I can't invest in that because right, um, no track record, no this, that, or the other." So these black folks are investing, but they're investing in Google. They're investing in. Let me just touch on a point now that you've 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 brought us there, which is a good place. So here's another misnomer that many people have. So they understand consumption is not investment. And now, collectively, as conscious capitalists, they want to begin to invest more so than consume. The misnomer that happens at that point is they think their investments must be so-called black investments. But if your goal is to create wealth, your investment should be whatever creates the highest rate of return. Whites. Jews, Koreans, Chinese, they don't do white investments, Jewish investments, Korean investments, Chinese investments. They invest in whatever makes money. That's why you see them in black neighborhoods. So blacks as investors should not be thinking we have to invest black. Brother they should man. be thinking we have to invest Brother in man. what makes the most money. Brother man. Oh, wow. Like I said, man, these, these black academicians can play these like Obi-Wan Kenobi mind games, right? Now, the brother, the brother <laughs> is sitting here saying that Jews, Chinese, Arabs, whites or whatever, they don't they don't invest only in, in Arab stuff, only in Korean stuff, stuff, only right. in Jewish stuff. Right. See, they don't have to do that because they already did that. So now the question is, where else can they go to make money? It's the black neighborhoods. Why is that? Because black people ain't invested in nothing, not even in themselves. And if you look at those other communities, you will find that their local economies are already tied up by them. That's true. <clears throat> go on 8th Avenue here in Brooklyn, little Chinatown. Yep. Go on um, 16th Avenue over here in Brooklyn, um, you know, uh, we're Jewish neighborhood. That's right. All of the commercial businesses on those strips owned by Jews and Chinese people. And, and while that's all true, I, I don't want people to think that what you see on the street and the storefronts is the universe of wealth. Because when you drive past 15 apartments in a residential area, you got to think, who owns those apartments? When you drive past an industrial park, you got to think, who owns that factory? It's not just the stores in the shopping area. Granted, okay. But I want to get back to your point, right, about 
how investing ain't got no color on it. It may not have a color, and I'm sorry, brother, I'm, I'm getting into the street language here. You know. <laughs> but you summarize that well. Investing <laughs> but, doesn't have a color. Right, it doesn't. You know what? But, but opportunity does. And the opportunity for black folks, let me ask you this. In your opinion, based on your knowledge and your experience in life, right, <clears throat> I'm going to open up a grocery store. Okay. So I go to the middle of the Jewish community and open up my grocery store. Okay. Right? What percent of the residents of that community do you think will support me? Well, you definitely can't show up and, and have your face there. You need to hire some Jewish employees to run that for you. No, I'm saying I want to go there with my face. And That's not going to work. All right. Now, let's say I go to a Korean neighborhood and put it in the middle of a Korean neighborhood. Did you hire Koreans to work no, there? Or it's you showed me. Up with it's me. Black face again. It's me. That's not working. All right. Let's say I go into the middle of an Arab community. Yeah, you look kind of Arab, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not working. What about so Chinese community, Korean? So in any of those communities, it ain't working. Now let's say I happen to be Jewish. Okay. Right. Well, well, uh, well you are one of the children of Israel. That's true. Well, okay. And you know, actually, but okay. All right, so... Oh, but you mean Ashkenazi. Yeah, okay. all right, yes. Um, and let's say I go into the middle of a black neighborhood and open up a grocery store. Can I show up as an Ashkenazi Jew and... Oh, that's not a problem. Okay, now suppose I'm Arab and I go into the middle of a black neighborhood and open, open up a store. That's not a problem either. All right, suppose I'm Korean. I'm that Chinese. works quite well, actually. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is that as a black person, right, as a black entrepreneur... The probability is that I could not go into any neighborhood that's not black and open up a store and I show up as the owner of that store and get patronized by the residents of the, the community. The other um, nations, if you will, the other ethnicities do not want to uh, spread their wealth to you. Oh, uh, wow. I thought it was about the higher return. Or suppose I gave them a better deal. Well, your example is storefront stuff. When I talk about investing, I'm talking about owning businesses, owning land. Okay, but, not, but yo, not my brother, see, you know, operations. this is another operation. This is another situation. Or like how the black intelligentsia kind of like gives us all. You got to start somewhere, right? You know what? Me and my brother probably have enough capital to do a storefront. We don't have enough capital to buy a block of buildings or, you know what I mean? You got to start small. Well, <clears throat> wealth is not created with, with storefront operations anymore. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, good brother, but <laughs> I think there you you mentioned the Chinese saying or something. You know, I think there's another one that I mean, the, show uh, me the, the group, journey. Show the, me the group that's built their wealth off of storefront operations, brother man. When I drive brother upstate, man. but when you you got to start somewhere. So where do you want black people to start? Look at look at. Let's do a SWOT analysis of black folks. All right, you're familiar with SWOT analysis. Strength, weaknesses, oppositions, okay. opportunities, and opportunities threat. and threats. All right, so for the audience, so so so, what would you say is a, a strength of the black of the black man? Um, being created in the divine image. Okay, and another one. Oh, you mean a monetary strength? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when, <laughs> if you were doing a business analysis, you know, an investment analysis of black folks, if you were like trying to do an invest. Let's say you were trying to rate the different ethnic groups, yeah. right? And you were doing a SWOT analysis, and you're rating them on the relative merits of the group as entrepreneurs and as people who could reap 
people who could generate wealth. Right. <clears throat> All right. So well, I, I can't really think of any strengths. I'm sorry. So what would their weaknesses be? Well, the, the weaknesses are profound and numerous. Um, a consumer mentality, um, lust, envy, insecurity, low self-esteem. These are all economic weaknesses, by the way. It sounds psychological, but these are economic weaknesses because they cause you to, to create others' wealth in order to build up your esteem. As you mentioned earlier with, hey, maybe that Gucci belt is an investment because it makes you feel better. That's an economic weakness for your mind to work that way. All right, so that's the no strengths, lots of weaknesses. weaknesses. Do they present an opportunity? What? Well, well, they do have opportunities. So this buying power, which is not wealth, could be converted into some level of investment power um, that would require uh, a, a, a rewashing of the brain so that they could work together. That would require a moral code so that they could stay together. Okay. So those are the opportunities. Now, what are the threats? The threats are the power structure that is, is not interested in giving up wealth and, and losing wealth from a raising of the black conscious. So they're going to make concerted efforts to keep black people where they are. They do that already. That's why our music is not written by us. That's why our TV shows are not written by us. That's why we're told to wear clothes that are not our original clothes. So there's a whole system at play to extract wealth from us, and they're not going to be pushed over like a feather. They're going to fight. Okay. So um, we're rapidly, uh, it's about 3.14 now, so we got about... 15 minutes left, all right? So um, <clears throat> I'm not sure whether we um, were able to, hey, that's the problem, good brother. I mean, you know, there's always so much to talk about when we get here, you so know what I mean? Time. It's, it's like crazy. So so I guess what we, let's, let's, let's just summarize the, the whole trillion dollar buying power. Right? Which is not wealth. Right, right. The, the point you wanna make sure <laughs> people understand <laughs> Is that buying power is not wealth? Correct. All right. Now, now, but but the point in the context of the interview this Dr. Ball gave, right. one could one could infer the point he was making was that buying power is not power. Well, I would have to agree with that as well because okay. wealth is power. Yeah, but buying power creates wealth. We went through a model. It doesn't create excuse wealth me, for excuse, the buyers. Excuse me, excuse me, good brother. We we developed a model, and we said if this model existed, then these are the things that would happen. We said that if black folks, right, if let's if, let's, let's refresh that model because it's correct. In the model, there was an owner. It was a black owner. Exactly. The black owner was targeting. Black consumers there you receiving go. black dollars. There you go. And so this black owner was extracting wealth from black consumers. Okay. But where the model started to break down or where black people start to break down is the small black owners out there do not use their wealth to help black people. Well, maybe. Oprah and Bob Johnson did extract black wealth and every color's wealth. 
and it hasn't come back to us. All right, so that's an issue for a couple of things. I mean, that's 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 another discussion that maybe we could have if you agree to come back. Uh, maybe that's another discussion we could have. Maybe we could try to look at why blacks with wealth don't invest or and, and then maybe how they could invest. But let's get beyond that, good brother, because I think one of the things that we might want to try to look at hmm. is, you know, what I would love to be able to do, I wish I could go into where I was from, where I'm from. Philly. Yeah, North Philly. North Philly. Right, if I do could go die. back to North Philly, right, yeah. and I could say, hey, let's come together, right? Let's open up a corner grocery store. Everybody, can you, you know, maybe get three or 4,000 people. Does it sell pork? Well, it would depend. You know, there's a lot of conscious cats in North Philly. They're not eating that pork anymore. Well, you know, brother, we're going we gonna to sell what people want. We're going to get the people what they you want. See? So, you, you know. See? No they, moral code, no wealth. <laughs> but, but anyway. <laughs> Jews agree on diet together. They say, here's what we're going to eat. <laughs> anyway, getting back to my point. I would love to be able to go back to the, to the neighborhood and say, okay, Let's everybody, you know, get we get three pe three thousand people in the community. Everybody come up with ten dollars. We got thirty thousand dollars. Let's open up the storefront. Let's open up a, a grocery store. Let's all patronize it, right? <clears throat> we'll create an employment program for youth. You come in at you know twelve or thirteen. You exit at eighteen when you're getting ready to go to college. And the next group comes in, right? Um, you come in. Um, you work for two or three years, you get stock option or something, right? Why can't we, I mean, that's what I would like to develop. It doesn't sound hard to do. Well, you know what? We're listening to these black academicians, these, these, the black intelligentsia. You know, what we got to do is go out and find Karl Marx and Frederick Engels and, and Lenin and read their writings and 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 come up with some kind of you know communistic. I gotta I gotta call you out at this point because you're calling them out for offering no solution and just playing critic all day, but it's almost like you need them because you're not going out and doing it. Excuse me. Do you me? know somebody going out and doing it and actually succeeding, brother man? I know you're an entrepreneur, brother man. What do you mean? You know what? See, that's the other problem with black. Where, where's the black you know, supermarket? That's, where, that's the other. Yo, go, good brother. I'll, yo, good brother. I'll yo, go, good brother. You I'll just go said buy some fruits five, from there right five now. minutes ago. You just said, yo, it's the master plan that they got working on us, right? They they write our music for us. You know well, what I mean? That's all true. You know it is all true. You know what else is true? They won't invest in our businesses. So where am I going to go to to get my capital? I'm gonna go to black people. You ever go to a, you ever? Well, well, this is this is the point I'm making. You're saying, well, why don't we just all come together? And I'm like. Uh, there's a reason why that doesn't work. Well, yeah, um, and and I'm saying that <laughs> while I think I understand where you want to go with that reason, I'm saying that there's also probably a way for us to try to make it work. And I guess you know my, my thing would be you know let's let's try to do that now. You know, um, you've brought out the angry black man. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, he surfaced <laughs> and. He wants dun, to dun, like. Dun, dun. <laughs> he wants to ask the question: Is there a solution that doesn't require one to? I can't think of a word to describe what one has to do when one they one to um, 
submit convert. To, well, submit to cultural norms. Let's call it that. Yeah, but see, but see, all right, cultural norms versus, all right, so cultural norms. All right, so we have some groups like we could take the Jews. They have cultural norms. No, they have religion. religious norms, right? Culture. Well, it is culture. It's a, it's a culture based on religion. Sure. All right. <clears throat> um, is it possible for, does, does the code have to be a religious code? No, and that's why I was very careful to say cultural norms. Okay. Every group that succeeds at working collectively as a group economy has a set of cultural norms that they self-enforce. Okay, so so a healthy co- set. I'm, I'm well, sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Let me ask this question. Norms. I love my. I love my ham. I love me some ham. Right now. That's unfortunate. I understand from your perspective. That's unfortunate. Now, let me ask you: Is is the cultural norm that we have to develop for for you and me to work together? Is that cultural norm going to say? Yo, you you can't eat ham. I mean, it absolutely would because my creator requires that. But that that's not where we would start. There's a whole host of issues beyond diet in terms of uh, marriage cultures, dating cultures, sex cultures, parenting cultures, education cultures that that are unhealthy and would need to be healed. And if you look at the people that have successful group economics, they have healthy dating, marrying economics, sex, cultures. We have to delve a little deeper into that, good brother. That sounds They're not like sleeping around. That, Their women aren't walking around naked on the block like I just saw. Advertising for anybody who walks by. They don't look at the school as the one who they have to depend on to educate their children. I mean, who has their enemy educate their children? Yeah, they might send their kids to public school, but they don't look at education as coming from the school. Education comes from the family, from the culture. Yo, good brother, but like less than like 5, 10, 15 minutes ago, you kind of like highlighted the fact how there's been a war waged on black folk. That's true. And 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 so um, part of that war has been to... To keep our culture dysfunctional. I mean, we've done a lot of it ourselves, and they just added to it. All right. All right. Hey, look, it is like 322. It's about time for us to leave. Unfortunately, we didn't get into the second half as much as we wanted to. Um, so maybe well, the we next got depth, time, not breath this time. Maybe, maybe next time the conscious capitalist won't show up. Oh, damn. And uh, it'll just be the angry black man for that? The <laughs> to talk about some, uh, some, some, some major issues. But uh, hey, uh, Brother Man, uh, Kasad Yahoo's Arbor Bell. Yes, sir. I'd like to thank you for coming in today and sharing. Always a pleasure. Like I said, I'd like us to try to have a monthly conversation on how we might try to address some of the ills that uh, our people face and suffer from. And make sure that we understand that buying power is not wealth. Buying power is not wealth, but it can create. It sure enough creates it. It ain't wealth, but it creates wealth. It creates wealth for those that are being spent not for the spender. Right. It's the owners. The owners. Right. So what that tell you, Black America, we need to start owning something. But um, I really appreciate you showing up, man. I'm hoping that we can continue this conversation and even Absolutely. you know talk more about stuff. Listening audience, thank you for showing up today. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Until next time, this is The Conscious Capitalist, and may wealth, you hear that, 
wealth be yours. All right. Not consumption, wealth. Wealth. Until next time, be good. All right. Thank you for listening to The Conscious Capitalist, presenting your world in dollars and cents. Until next time, check us out at www.needtoknow.biz. Need to know, N-E-E-D, the number two, no, K-N-O-W.